and we are live. So I'm very excited today to welcome, really I'm a huge fan of his music and I'm completely in awe that I get to interview him today. His name is Mike Love. So welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast, Mike. I'm very honored that you're here today. Thanks, Marty. Thanks for having me. So let's go into it, guys. Um, this is so exciting. So Mike, uh, you know, my introduction to Mike's music kind of happened, I would say maybe, you know, eight years ago or so. Um, and I can't really remember where I first heard his music, but it instantly, instantly resonated uh, within not just my body and everything, but really with my soul, with a combination of his lyrics, the acoustics, his voice is ridiculous. And <laughs> then I got to play it like in my yoga classes and, and play it like interweave it into my playlist, which was really w wonderful to witness because my yoga classes really took a completely different turn when I would integrate his music. So I have a big affinity towards his music. I play it almost every morning. If you guys kind of follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I make my little wellness shots and I'm always like playing his music in the background. Um, uh, and you. yeah, so, you know, Mike's a really, is, is, he doesn't know this, but he's a really big part of my morning. Um, and oh, I can't. I'm happy to be yeah, there for you. I, it's so great. It just shows me the power of music. And mm -hmm. uh, he was born and raised on Oahu in Hawaii uh, from a, a long line of musical, musical people. Um, and his specialty or, and he's going to speak about this a little bit more is, reggae music, um, really utilizing a grassroots method of releasing his albums independently on his own label of Love Not War Records label. And just the sheer amount of offerings that he does still blows my mind. I don't understand how he can just completely be a conduit of of music in general, but um, we're going to be sharing with you all of his links after this podcast of where to find his music, how to listen to his music and his YouTube channel. And I share a lot of his music on my Spotify playlist for my um, yoga classes and my meditations even. But um, yeah, he's on his one of his videos like hit 9 million views. So just honoring your incredible breadth of work and we're very lucky to have you as a local boy from Oahu. I'm or I'm not born here, but I was raised in Hawaii Kai, so I'm right around the corner. Right on. And uh, so thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a very kind introduction. <laughs> <laughs> It's well warranted, honestly. It's really well warranted. Um, so let's talk about your music a little bit of really like how it got started for you and anything that you want to say about, you know, your upbringing and what inspires you and your passion for it. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, music, I feel like, um, I mean, my earliest memories are with music and I always like, uh, you know, I always made music with, you know, whatever, whatever instruments. I mean, like, uh, you know, I remember just like 
you know, how we would just like get like a shoe, a shoe box and like wrap rubber bands around it. And like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I just remember even doing that as a, as a kid and just being so fascinated with that and playing on this little, like, you know, like three different rubber bands with three different yeah, yeah, tones yeah. and making songs with that. And it's just like, anything I could make music with, I always wanted to do it. And I was just always singing my whole life. And, you know, some people, and, you know, you always, you always say, oh, some people haven't, are like naturally musicians or, you know, and I feel like, you know, probably we both believe in, in, you know, the, the infinite nature of the spirit and, Mm -hmm. and uh, reincarnation and all of that. And I think, you know, I, I definitely feel like, you know, I've been, been making and playing music long before this life you know and I think a lot of that culminates into into the music that I'm making in this life uh, that experience you know from past lives as well and just to be able to tap into that and access that a little Mm -hmm. bit more has helped me a lot along my journey but yeah you know I I just made made music my whole life and played played a lot of different instruments and played a lot of different styles of music yeah, and then like uh, in my early twenties, I, I uh, went through a big like a big spiritual awakening sh- and shift, and and it was you know really at the time where I got heavily into reggae music. You know, you said reggae music's really my foundation, and mm-hmm. I think that um, that had a lot to do with my with my spiritual shift and my and my focus on spirituality in music, and not just like you know really writing songs about you know, whatever, whatever I was writing songs about before, but like, um, more songs just connected to, connected to and coming from, from my higher self, from, from, you know, what, what we all call, you know, God or Jah or the universe or, you know, whatever it is we, we, you know, use to, to refer to that thing Mm -hmm. that really, really has no word that can describe it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I what I really noticed too about your music and thank you for all that is um it's kind of like a you take us on a soul journey really like through through our consciousness whether we're recognizing where we're at in our life or what we really might need or there might be some you know permanent holidays, one I've been playing on repeat during this whole COVID pandemic, um, (laughs) because I think it really resonates true. And Mm -hmm. I think those kinds of, you know, that kind of genre, maybe we can put it into that. Um, But your, your work seems to span a lot more than that. And I do agree with you that the higher soul or reincarnation um, of bringing in all parts of your soul into this lifetime to then be a conduit for this huge breadth of work. I mean, when you do your music playing and when you're singing and then you're playing them, it's like all of it is so vast. There's so much there, even within one song. Like, I can't even describe it to you guys. You guys are going to have to listen to one of, you'll hear, you know, one of his songs after this, but it's, it's more than just a talent. And I still like, am so fascinated by it. And I will say, like, I am very fascinated with it because there are a lot of musicians out there and they might have a great message or they might have a really good tone or they have some really fantastic lyrics, but there's something else that you're doing, my friend. And <laughs> I really like, I'm quite curious as to 
when you're receiving, you know, when we're receiving from God's source or when we're receiving from our higher self or how we're bringing that into the writing it all down, like how, what is your process for receiving um, the music that's wanting to come through you? Yeah, I don't really have like a, I don't really have like a particular or specific process because I feel like, you know, inspiration, you know, that like, it's kind of a combination of that, of that divine inspiration and just being like super connected to, to that and being open to receiving something that's truly special and unique. And it's a combination of like that divine inspiration and then just like, you know, just getting down and, and like doing the more like nitty gritty hard work because like a, a, an inspiration for like, a, you know, like, like a song like Permanent Holiday, there are these elements of it that like they were just like almost like an inception to, to where like, you know, they'll just, you know, something really great will just come through and it's almost like it's there in an instant. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, this is a song and this mm -hmm. makes sense. And then, you know, I have to take the time to like mold that, that really like, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, when you connect to your higher self, it's almost like, you know, you're just getting, you're just getting this wisdom and this healing and this inspiration that is, it's like new to you because you're drawing it in from the universe and it's, and mm -hmm. it's like, that's like outside of this, like kind of contained self that we live in most of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And when we tap into that higher inspiration, it's like something comes through and it's like, it's not like it's coming from you. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not like it's coming from with, within you. So it's really inspiring to you. And it, and I mean, it's, you know, it's just like, you know, if I was, you know, sitting there and playing my guitar, it's just me sitting, sitting there, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and somebody else is like giving me an idea, but it feels like, you know, it's coming from somewhere else. Right. And so you get this idea and then you go, okay, well that, that's like really, really great but now I have to like make it into a, a song that's gonna you know have a that's gonna take that idea on a journey and that's when like I really have to do the work and it's kind of like a you know it's it's sort of like a meditation in a way because like you know meditation if you're if you're I guess if you're doing it right it's like you know it's it, it is it, it can be a lot of hard work, you know, mm -hmm. because, yeah. because it's like a practice and like, you'll sit yeah. down and you try and meditate and like, you know, it's not working and you're uncomfortable or, you know, you have to like, right. you know, you have to practice and you have to take the time to get into your zone. And, and it's like, music is the same way, you know, it's not, you're not just going to write, sit down and write a song, but eventually, you know, you do that practice enough and you figure out, you know, it just comes natural. It just starts coming naturally to, to take those those kind of divine ideas and, and mold them into into songs that you can you know present in a way that take take people like you said on a journey mm -hmm. and that's kind of like where where a lot of like my my musical background and 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 upbringing and 
mm-hmm. that knowledge comes into play just to just be to be able to transmute that into a song you know but like you said i think like also what you were saying about like you know for you me be me being like you know different than all other other artists it's like it's interesting that you say that because i always find you know like i i have all of my favorite artists and for a long time you know i had this mentality i had this kind of mentality like you know i i would love to i would love to be like as great as those artists and as incredible and prolific as those artists but i don't feel like i ever will be hmm. and and i realized like it doesn't like it doesn't really work like that because mm-hmm. like those artists for me like are are like the ultimate artists and i might be that for for some people and it might only be you know yeah and it might only be like a, and it might only be a few people and that's okay and it might be like you know and and i'm i'm pro- i'm probably never going to be you know as prolific an artist for as many people as somebody like john lennon or something like that mm. you know? but it's but it's okay because everybody everybody like has their place and and you know john lennon had his had his you know had and still has his place as a as a musical healer as well you know and it's like yeah. you don't it's it's just like there's no i realized after a while there's really no comparison you know because there there are so many so many different kinds of of music and so many different kinds of art and it all kind of has its place you know and uh, and there's like you know and there's you know really soothing and peaceful very peaceful music that I'm sure like you use for a certain part of your yoga class or people use when they sit down to meditate and I'll never really make that kind of music you know like I'm never gonna (laughs) it's not really it's not really my thing you know and I'll also never really make like super angry heavy metal music but like sometimes I like to listen to it because maybe I'm just in that mood and I need to like release that you know yes exactly and I I do think that kind of goes into the energy of music and you know, my work being a, a spiritual healer and working with energy and understanding the body and how certain vibrations work with different parts of the body and alchemize the body. Um, for those of us that understand how energy works, it's like we can utilize something that you've created in order to move energy for people. And like for me, like I've got bowls all around my all around right now. And so I use Tibetan bowls like you know, in for people in hospice, especially as they're transitioning, but really like to help them realign their whole system Mm -hmm. um, is this very subtle energy, right? It's like the subtleness of the, of the outer layers of the auric field and music, um, especially understanding the chords of the body. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure your beautiful wife can, can tell you that in the stuff I'm teaching her right now. It's like, you know, you start at the base, which is like C, D, E, you know, F, G, A, B, and like playing this like up and down. I remember Santana made a very big quote about that um, of like, Mm -hmm. if you understood the, the, the tones of the body, like you can just 
move anyone like in terms of like how you play you know and how and the right. frequencies that you sing and everything like that and and being an, a healing artist and i love that you said that you know being a healing um kind of musician is really like the song that brought me to you was let the healing begin mm -hmm. and i have played that so many times even in my sleep because uh, it is such an inspiring message and something that for me is very important as I'm teaching people about their healing journey is to just allow it to be a process. It's never, there's no end destination. We're not going to get there overnight. It's definitely stewarding yourself very gently and slowly through your healing process. Um, but I would love to hear the inspiration for that song in particular. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a, um, you know, it's funny that that you, you you know, you talk like I've I've had you know, healing sessions like you're talking about with the, with the bowls and, it's interesting that I've never really like, learned about that because like now that I I hear you, talking about it in like such a simple way it's like. You know. I really shouldn't, I really should like know about all those resonances, but I don't really, you know, mm -hmm. it's interesting. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, that information is there and like, you yeah. know, like for example, you know all about it. And yet here I am like <laughs> a musician and I don't, and I'm not even, and I don't even, I haven't even like, I mean, I've read about it, but I haven't yeah. like really like studied enough to like, you know, be able to like, recite it back to you but I really should know that you know it's so it's so yeah. crucial you know and so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that um but yeah let the healing begin you know it's like a. it's interesting because like that's a song that a lot of people resonate with like you know and and it's one of those songs that like I always tell people like I have no like target demographic because like I have fans from like, you know, infants to like the very elderly and like, mm -hmm. um, and you know, if you, if you come to like my shows, you'll see people of all different ages and, and um, you know, people always tell me like, oh, you know, like my mom loves your music or mm -hmm. like my dad introduced me to your music or, you know, my baby won't go to sleep without listening to your song or like mm -hmm. our kids know all the words to your songs. So it's like when I started writing it, when I wrote a song like um, Let the Healing Begin, it's like, I, but I didn't even like, it was never really my intention to, you know, like I was really just making the music that came to me. And I didn't necessarily think that, you know, anybody that wasn't like around my age was going <laughs> to resonate with it. But like, I realized like a song like Let the Healing Begin is, is great for kids because it has this very like nursery rhyme-ish mm -hmm. kind of melody to it. And then it starts out with just that very simple, you know, and it's like very just like, it's kind of like almost something you could like play on your like little xylophone as a kid or something. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's why a lot of kids resonate with it. And it has that very childlike uh energy which uh, you know i think like you well know, it's people great. like you and me strive yeah. to 
to I mean it's perfect too because in a in a in like a healing because I think when we're doing healing work and we're we're trying to help people we get a little fixated on the process and we get it we make it a little harder than it needs to be right and so this really brings a lightheartedness to it and when I can have people jump up and down and like move through their energy in a way that's fun and joyful and playful then mm -hmm. it's like oh the there's the joy in the suffering right because we're all trying to find the joy in the suffering so it's it definitely gives us an avenue to kind of be like i can do this it's going to be all right yes i'm on a journey of healing i can handle it right and i can have fun and laugh through it too which we all need because Otherwise, it's just too much, you know, doing trauma work or doing healing work, sometimes working on grief and things that people just really don't want to approach. And it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of conscious effort to want to do that kind of thing. And um, so to have music that complements it and lightens it up and makes it feel really good to do it is, to me, the epitome of a healing journey, which a lot of people don't get to have, right? They kind of are like, all right, I'm going to try to do some sacred work and some self-improvement right now. And it's like old thematic way of linear way of thinking. This creates an opportunity for me to teach it like experientially, which is very, very exciting. So I'm very thankful for it. And um, just uh, once again, like major kudos, because mm. I can see how you create something. And, you know, as an artist, you don't really get to witness that much of, how your work affects people other than them showing up for your shows or sending you oodles of fan mail or of course supporting you with your records and your music and things like that but i think there's some space in there to have people also share like how it's you know changed their life and in ways and 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 inspired them to keep going because I know it has for me, so. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, I think, like, the the interesting thing that I, like, that doesn't ever really occur to me until after I write a song like that and I start playing it and then I start, like, thinking, you know, like, I get in these situations, like, um, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know, like, a, there's, like, a local music a local musician Paul Isaac who's a friend of mine yes yes mm -hmm. and he's yeah. and he's like and he's such a great musician and his music is is like so so super positive and it's always like really positive yeah. and it's about like you know just like um you know the the positive and wonderful life that he lives yeah and like I think and I think his music really like it's tailored it's tailored for like you know the kind of like you know life loving, like really kind of healed spiritual people mm -hmm. that, that connect with his music. But like a song like Let the Healing Begin, it's interesting because like I didn't like I never think about it when I write it, but it's like it's like a it's like a really positive sounding song, but then when you listen to the lyrics, you know, like right after the chorus it jumps into you know we've been down for too long in babylon got to be strong time to you know it's like mm -hmm. it's very like it's very much about like breaking out of oppression and you have the the bridge that's talking talking about you know people uh drinking you know not being able to get water that they can drink yeah. and like 
you know, and grandmothers laboring, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and just like people that all over the world that are suffering. And there's a lot of like, it's a very, it has, the song has a very positive energy in its intention, but there's a lot of like heavy lyrics in there, you know? Yeah. And I don't think about it until I'm in like a situation where like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you know, let's just like, it's like happy, positive people and let's play some positive music. Mm -hmm. And then I start singing, you know, or, you know, and then I start singing, yeah, like I'm going to play this real positive song, let the healing begin. And then there's like a lot of heavy lyrics and I start to think, oh, this song's kind of like got a lot of heaviness to it too. <laughs> Uh, you know, or a song like I Love You, you know, I, I always say like, mm -hmm. oh, this is one of the most happy songs I wrote because I was writing it like, you know, when when my youngest son was born and I finished writing it like in the couple days after he was born, I finished writing to it. I would like sing, you know, like carry oh. him and sing to him. Yeah. And I finished writing this song in that way. And then like I start, um, you know, singing and the first bit's happy and then it drops into like, you know, talking about people like giving their, you know, my brothers and sisters giving their lives to like wars that like that mm -hmm. none of us believe in. And and like it's like, wow, this is really heavy lyrics right in the first verse that are talking about yeah. people like killing and dying for religions that like that yeah. are just manufactured, you know. And mm -hmm. so but I think that I think that is part of why like it just appeals to everyday people and every kind of people because it's like more about people like like myself who are not necessarily like just like perfect like fully healed gurus who yeah who, who just have it all figured out but it's just like people like me who are just experiencing this awakening mm -hmm. and, and and starting to learn how to heal all of the trauma that uh, we've experienced in this life or living in this mm -hmm. system or or have carried over from past lives and we're just learning about like learning about wow like there what is healing like I've I never realized like I needed to heal and I never realized mm -hmm. that I could heal and I think that's mm -hmm. kind of the stage that we're in like Mm -hmm. it, you know as as humanity we're just like realizing we're just starting to realize that hey like we're fucked up we need some mm -hmm. we need some healing you know we need we yeah. need to figure out how to heal we need to figure out how to heal ourselves so that we can heal the planet that we've been like just taking advantage of and destroying and and you know Absolutely. it's like and yeah. I think that's why the music connects to people just across the board is because it's it's not just about like, you know, like being healed and, and mm -hmm. living a, a peaceful life because most of us don't live a very peaceful life. We're dealing with, you know, we're dealing with all this stuff and, and you know, we got to face it. Yes, I and I completely agree. And I think that's why music is so powerful, you know, the power of music, how it can traverse through so many generations and different um, places on the planet. I mean, I think it is the most powerful sound current that we have. And as a humanity, I mean, it doesn't have to be um, 
you know, you don't need to go to a church to listen to it. Like it can go into so many different avenues, whether it's shared on the radio or through the internet now or in the village or on the side street. I mean, music is so universal that I believe it is the most important thing that's going to help heal is through the vibration of sound. Right. I mean, you don't need to go to church to get it, but it is interesting that, that you look at, any religious ceremony across the board and it always involves music you know yes any any religion you know whether it's whether it's you know chanting or Mm -hmm. or uh, you know kirtan or gospel music or hymns Mm -hmm. you know or gregorian chanting or you know i mean you you can go back as or or drumming or you know like all of it all yeah it, it always involves music so it's like that just shows you right there that like our Mm -hmm. you know i i feel like it's like getting music brings us i mean it's such a meditation you know and it brings us to Mm -hmm. it connects us to our higher selves and i see it like when i'm performing because Mm -hmm. it's it is such like a group effort and you and you know i feel people like coming into it and like I think the thing that I realized that it does is it's just it's it is connecting people to their higher selves and getting them into a meditative state where their energy fields expand and they start you know they feel connected because you know they're dancing together they're singing together so they're they're experiencing something that you know just going about their normal lives at their at their job or you know home and watching tv or whatever it's like they're not experiencing really just connecting with people on a on a higher energetic level yes and so you know doing that together like in a in a like in a concert experience is for some people the first time they ever experienced that connection you know yeah yeah i i believe it because you know i was brought up um even though i was raised in hawaii you know my mother's from burma and my dad's Irish, Scottish from born in Boston, but raised in Southern California. And he was brought up very Irish Catholic and she was brought up very like Buddhist Christian. So they were like, you can choose, you and your brother can choose whatever you want because we're totally, there's too much overlay of stuff. But I remember, you know, visiting my cousins in California and going to like a Christian camp I think I was like eight or something and everyone was, you know, singing to Jesus around the campfire. And I just remember like standing up and be like, I'm welcome Jesus into my heart because it was just like the biggest expression I've ever had of like feeling my body and my soul and like my sound and singing. And it just was so alive. Like I felt so alive. And now I believe as we all get older, there's not that many opportunities to even do all of these things that we do in childhood, which is natural, you know, singing and dancing and, and, and being in community the way that we are either in our school environment or in our home. And then we go into the workforce and then we're like required to be conditioned in certain ways. And now because of you know this interesting global pandemic like the opportunity to gather in spaces and do this dancing and do this singing all together has shifted and Mm -hmm. um 
How do you see that moving forward in terms of music? And I know I saw that you were doing a, you have a YouTube channel and I saw you were going to perform at Hawaiian Brian's again or at Blue Note. Um, but for, you know, for a lot of us that kind of use that as an outlet to kind of get that kind of connection, um, how do you see that limiting us? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, uh, I mean, I feel like, yeah, part of the part of the plan of this whole thing, uh, you know, to kind of control people is was to, you know, for one thing, limit uh, people's independence and limit the operation of like uh, of independent businesses. And I think like the thing about like musicians and artists is like we're the most independent, you know. So we're the last, you know, we're the first ones to to to, to be stopped and the last ones to to be able to go back uh, to what we were doing before. And and who knows, you know, if if things will ever ever be like they were before yeah you know uh so it's yeah it is it's really interesting i mean we're just figuring out um, you know how to how to evolve and and shift and, and keep our gifts alive in mm -hmm. in the system that we're living in you know and it's like we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of control over you know whether we can play festivals or or, uh, you know, go out yeah. and do like club tours or we don't really, I mean, it's like, we don't have a lot of control over that right now. And, and um, you know, I mean, yeah, like you said, I've been, I've been doing a lot of like live streaming uh, mm -hmm. on my, you know, on my YouTube channel. And it's, it's interesting because it's something I never did before this. I never, ever did a live stream. Right. And, um, and it is not the same as being in a room with a bunch of people. And it never, I don't think it ever will be um, because there's something very like visceral about that, you know, um, and tangible about like, you know, being in real time in the moment with people and you can feel their energy so close, see their faces, hear their reactions. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a very like, it's a very super connected thing. But like, but doing the live streams, you know, it's like, you, you know, very well being a healer yep. that, you, you know, mm -hmm. you can send energy anywhere on the planet. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because I do feel, I do feel all the energy coming in and mm -hmm. I do really enjoy doing the live streams, you know, and you see people commenting and they're all yeah. over the world and, you know, South yeah. America, Africa, Europe, yeah. Australia, like, every, mm -hmm. you know, every corner of the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really cool to think that, you know, people are not only connecting with me musically on that, but also like connecting with each other. And I see them like talking to each other and supporting yeah. each other. So that's really nice. And, and it's something that, you know, even if we go back to touring and doing our, our, our regular stuff again, like, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to continue doing that because I realized like I've been neglecting a lot of these people in, in that way because I'll never like get every I'll never get everywhere touring. I'll never like there's people that like want to experience my live performances and, and like I'll never get to every country and every town yeah. in every country. And, you know, that because I mean, you know, thanks to like 
something like YouTube. Mm-hmm. I find that I like everywhere I go, I really have like an an audience. So like everywhere I've ever traveled in the world, I've traveled to, you know, Europe and South America and mm-hmm. and Australia, New Zealand, and uh, you know, East Asia, and all over the U.S. and Canada and Mexico and Central America and like everywhere I go, like I have. I have fans and I have an audience in it and it almost feels like it's about like the same, like there's no place I really go where I'm like, where I feel like, you know, like if I travel in the U S I don't feel like I have like a a way bigger fan base in the U S than I do in like Australia or, or Asia or South America. It's like, it's always, it's kind of like the same amount of people that Mm -hmm. come to my shows everywhere (laughs) I go. And I think it's because of, of like, you know, like we were talking earlier about that, that kind of universal appeal of the music that I make. And then, and then just like have being, having like the major portion of my success come from YouTube, which is like a platform that's available to everybody everywhere, you know, that you can get internet at least. Right. You know, which is most everywhere now Mm -hmm. in this, in this modern age that we live in. So like, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, I could really go anywhere and, and I'd been doing that, you know, for the last five years. And then now it's like, you know, the borders are all closed. I, yeah. I can't even really like, I can't even really go and play anywhere except here. And now, now, uh, you know, like, like you said, they've started to open up places yeah. here in a limited capacity so they're they're limited to less you know 50 people or less and everybody's like you know if they want to dance they got to stand up at their table and they're they can dance like right in that area by their table and you know it's cool it's definitely it's definitely way better than nothing you know yeah that's yeah i've really been enjoying it you know i've really been enjoying being able to do that again but you know even if i wanted to like go and play a show in california um, well, for one thing, I don't think you can do that at all in California. Everything back down again. But, yeah. you know, even if I could, you know, I'd have to come back and do There's a quarantine thing here. And like, it's just like everything right now is like, you can't, you just can't do it, you know? Right. It's just asking so, you to be still and, and you yeah. probably can create a lot more with these new opportunities um, like YouTube and reach a broader audience which is very exciting because like you said, then you're going to have even a bigger fan base when you are ready to go and perform. It'll just be even, even bigger, which is so awesome. Right. It's just like the power of technology, you know, kind of brings me back into like this, this next 2000 years, the age of Aquarius is really all about that. And so utilizing that towards your advantage is what I see is the healing artists, all of us that are been doing this kind of work have to, you know, as Yogi Bhajan would say, like, get with the times, like you need to be with the times and um, use it towards your advantage in order to inspire and help more people. Um, so right, that's, right. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the, the, the interesting thing about that is like, you know, it, it is like, like technology is is evolving at such like a a rapid exponential rate that like 
you know, when we were when we were kids, we don't we couldn't have even fathomed like having yeah. what we have now. But like, you know, every almost like every month, like a new technology is coming out to replace the last. And I think because of that, like it's it's moving faster than we can even handle it. And I think sure. like, you know, we're going to see like kind of like a catching up of of our ability to, you know, kind of rein our rein ourselves in i think the way that we're using technology right now mm-hmm. is is abusive it's like it's mm-hmm. you know in a lot of ways it's mm-hmm. it's hurting hurting humanity and hurting the earth and like like you said it's like there are so many aspects of it that are, that are so positive and the networking and everything uh that's involved with it can be so positive but it's like you know you look at things like uh you know people you know, being on, on TikTok and Instagram and stuff all day, just like, and just being kind of like, almost like zombies, just like connected to it. And all of the damage that it's doing to people psychologically too, is like something that, that I think, you know, we're going to have to like, we're going to have to learn to find ways to, to overcome that, that uh, those addictions to it. And I think it's, it's like, yeah, it's more and more like, come you know coming to light that it it is Mm -hmm. like anything it is like anything like it like a drug or like a you know an alcohol or a sex addiction or something like that it's like technology is just the same and so we're gonna have to like evolve to be Mm -hmm. able to to deal with all of that too you know and that's probably what you know like what you were saying like over these next you know these next years that we're that we're coming into now it's like yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find a way to 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 reel us all in and and like be responsible with it, or else yeah. you know there's not gonna be anything left. You know, I mean, it's just gonna all. You're, yeah, well, I know a way, and that is to listen to Mike Love's music. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because you know if we if we understand the neuro, so I'll give you a little meditation one-on-one. If you understand the neuroscience of the brain, when you're doing too much technology, you're all in the frontal cortex of the brain, right? And so overstimulating this over-cognitive mind, which brings more anxiety, more fear-based, more depression, all of that stuff lives in the frontal cortex. And Basically, when you get to do something like meditation or yoga or listening to music, it stimulates the other parts of the brain that aren't connected to your fight or flight or freeze response. And so you can bring in natural dopamine, natural serotonin, and it's like a sound wave bath. And that is really going to be, for everyone listening out there, it's one of your golden tickets to keeping yourself balanced you must integrate music and movement and meditation into your everyday reality. Otherwise you will be completely inundated, just like a drug constantly going towards that fixation um, that's satiating in the frontal cortex of the brain. And so music therapy and music in general are, you know, basically like your water at this point. I mean, you must listen to good music. And, um, and Mike has a lot of it. <laughs> right. And it's like that. And it's, and it's like that natural, slow release of serotonin and dopamine versus like the, those like, you know, 
quick jolts that you're getting from, you know, that are, that are like really depleting your, mm-hmm. your reserves of, of that stuff that, and it's like, that's, there's been so many, uh, you know, studies that, that have come out recently about that, about how, how, you know, like you said, you, you know, you're, you're going to end up with a bunch of, you know, anxiety and, and depression because you're like yeah. constantly like, you know, things like, like the social media are giving you, giving you these like, you know, like reactions when you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're getting likes on your pictures or you're, you know, yeah. you're seeing that, you know, you're seeing something that stimulates your, your serotonin, dopamine, and, and exactly. it's just like these quick instant things. And you're getting like all of them, a lot of them over and over, and they just go away real quick because you're depleting it, you know, and you're not getting yeah. this, these like, na- you know, like, like natural uh, releases of, of serotonin and dopamine, like, you know, like when we would sit down at the dinner table and like, you mm-hmm. know, after, after a day of work and you sit down at the, at the dinner table and you relax with your family and you, and you talk about your day and you just like really enjoying the company of your friends and you're getting this natural, like slow release of that, you know, or like, like mm-hmm. doing a meditation, you know, it's very like, nature. it's very, yeah, it's very natural, you know, and it's something that, yeah, everybody should be doing meditation, exercise healthy diet it's like these are the things that are gonna that are gonna get you uh yeah back and balanced and centered and grounded you you know absolutely and through um, get you through a time like this you know it (laughs) is it's an intense time absolutely and um so i my last question i have for you is you know one inspiration i know you're you know, you have a beautiful family and a, and a really beautiful wife and, and that helps to create this balanced opportunity to create, you know, to create really good stuff. I think that a lot of people, when they get to a stable point in their life, um, whether or not, I mean, this, this can be a conversation for another time. Cause I believe <laughs> you know, that the push and pull of polarities of like creation and then the, the suffering then creates the, you know, realization and back and forth. And sometimes the, the sweetness of life just has to be in the beingness. And then we even get inspired by that. But what is going to be maybe some things that you're pulling in from the universal cosmos to share with all of us in the future are you working on anything yeah i mean i've been i've been i've been working on a lot of stuff and i think like um you know in terms of just like having time to to like slow down and and write music i've been i've been having a lot more you know just like i think over the last 15 years you know, I've been, I've been touring for maybe like the last seven years or so, but really the last like 15 years, I've been going so hard, like just like starting like locally and getting a lot of gigs and and, like seeing my career, like really kind of like, kind Mm -hmm. of like uh, almost like spiral out beyond Mm -hmm. my control of like, in terms of just demands and like, for a long time, I just took everything, everything that came in and, and like in the beginning, I was just yeah. like trying to, trying to make a living and taking every yeah. gig I could do and sometimes doing like 10 gigs a week, you know, and multiple yeah. gigs in a day and just like grinding really hard. And then in the last 15 years, I didn't take a break from that 
for more than like a, a two week vacation, you know? Mm-hmm. So having this time where, where I had like three months of doing no gigs, mm-hmm. it really like, um, it shifted a lot of my perspective, you know, and it was really, I think really good for me. I got, a, I got, you know, for the first time in a long time, I got a long break just to be home with my family mm-hmm. and they're, you know, and my two older kids live on the mainland now, but my but two, I still have two boys at home and, mm-hmm. and, you know, like my older son Leaf is, he's 17. So like, you know, he's just mostly like out with his friends surfing yeah. and, you know, yeah. doing whatever, you know, and, and so like, having him home with us all the time, mm-hmm. having a bio home and not going to school, just mm-hmm. all of us being home, like, you know, yeah. every, all day, all night, you know, it's like yeah. not, it's it really an amazing experience. And like, yeah. I think as hard as it, you know, and, and as hard as it, it's been like financially and stuff, it's like, it's really an amazing gift yeah. to, to be able to have that, that time like I never would have carved that out for myself I don't think you know I don't think I would have like even considered doing that so it's been amazing and yeah I've been I've been like I kind of like um you know ramped up my my studio production at home so I've got a lot like a a lot better set up now to do um you know at least like recording tracking of like vocals and guitars and stuff at home that I would normally always go to like a a big studio to do and I'm set up really nicely to do that here so I've been doing a lot of work in that way at home Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot more like um collaborations like features on on other artists stuff uh during this time which has been really cool a lot of people have hit me up to do that and I've been really enjoying enjoying doing that um a little bit later um I did a song with this um this local duo called the wide-eyed kids that a friend of mine uh actually our my my uh sound engineer noah has been producing and they're really cool they got like cool like you know a cool sound they're kind of like surfer kids and they got like a cool kind of surfer reggae sound and i'm going actually after this to go film a bit of like a music video of the song that i did with them so you know just doing a lot of different stuff and i have a, a really big you know I have a live album that that got finished during this time that's coming out next month. Okay. And, um, you know, and then I have a full studio album that I started working on last year that I've been doing a ton of work on. And it's like the, by far the, the hugest project that I've ever, ever done. And it's like, uh, it's going to be released in a couple different volumes because it's like an, it's an intense amount of music. It's like up to about like 25 songs now. And wow. Many of the songs are like very long. Like there's, I think one song that's like 15 minutes long and and a couple songs that are like 12 or 13 minutes. And most of the songs are like, you know, at least like six or seven minutes in kind of my normal, normal fashion. But, you know, but the cool thing about it is like, it was the first time that I went, I took, I took my whole band. Uh, I have a a really great band called the Full Circle and I Mm -hmm. flew them all up to California Mm-hmm. I flew down a really legendary um, engineer, Jim Fox from from Washington D.C. That's done a lot of like legendary reggae albums, and mm-hmm. and um, and we went to this studio where they really specialize in like a a vintage analog recording. So we recorded the whole album to analog tape, 
and the main wow. difference yeah and the main difference there is like with uh the way that we've been doing it before is i would record the rhythm section of the band you know which would just be like the guitars the keys drums and the bass and a lot of times we would go back and redo the keys and the guitars we would just basically get the, the bare bones core of it and you know you go through and you play the song and you and and we would record it like five times and if we made a mistake you know it's like you just keep going and you just you know if somebody makes yeah. a mistake you keep going and then i can take those five different takes that we did and like take the first verse from this one and the chorus mm -hmm. from that one and the bridge from the third one and the second verse from the fourth one. And, you know, each, you know, I, if, if we recorded it five times, I know, yeah, okay, we got the whole, we got at least a good bit of the whole song, you know, mm -hmm. across those five takes. But with this way that we did it, um, you know, it's like you're, you're just recording to analog tape and, even the tape itself is like really expensive. Yeah. So like you don't, there's no, there's really no room to do like more than one take of each song. So we're just there. So we rehearsed a ton and mm -hmm. we all got together and we recorded, you know, and you, and you got to play it all together, the whole band with the horns and everything. And, and you got to play wow. it, so, the, the song start to finish oh, and God. you only get one chance. And if, oh, if one God. person... Yeah, if one person messes up, you go up oh, and, and we stop and we rewind the tape and you start again. And so it's like everybody has to be really like way more precise and focused yeah. than than we'd ever been. So it was like a really incredible experience. It brought us really tight together as a band. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we just flew up there and we were there in the studio for a week just, you know, from when we woke up to when we went to sleep, sometimes 18 hours in a day in the studio. Wow. And it was just an incredible experience. So I feel like this album has like a much different energy than, than any of my other albums before, because, because for one thing, we knew all the arrangements and were really, really well rehearsed rather mm -hmm. than, you know, going in with a song and kind of showing the guys how it went and we record it. And then later mm -hmm. I write some horn parts and we record those over. And then, you know, I listened to it afterwards and I was like, huh, if I knew I was going to do that with the horns there, maybe we would have built that part up bigger with the drums and the bass and everything. But this mm -hmm. way, it's like everything was arranged and, and like it, there's a lot more dynamics and a lot more energy to it. So I'm really excited about it. But there's still a lot of work to be done, still doing a lot of like overdubs and, and stuff like yeah. that and still a lot of mixing to be done. But uh, but I've definitely done a ton of work on it that I wouldn't have gotten done if if not like for this, you know, whole quarantine thing. Right. So it'll probably come out like a year sooner now. Than, when will <laughs> it come out? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've made the mistake in the past of, of like uh, <laughs> project, making projections and then people start yeah. thinking it's going to come out and then you say, okay, I'm going to release it on this date. And then you end up like rushing, rushing because you're not ready. So I don't really have any projections. I'm just going to okay. let it be and let it come out and it's time. Yeah, but a lot of um, a lot of cool stuff. You know, I've, uh, one thing I will mention is uh, I've been working for like many many years on a project with with one of my best friends in the world, Paula Funga. You probably know mm -hmm. her music. Yes. And uh, I've been producing her album, and uh, you know, I did did like a ton of the arrangements on it, and and wrote some of the some of the music for it, and that's like like really um we're just getting like the final mixes 
oh, of that cool. album. So it's like pretty much all done. And I think it's going to be released like early next year. Oh. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. It sounds so good. And I'm really proud yeah, of her. And, I adore and her. her. Music I adore amazing. her music. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I've, I've witnessed the two of you singing together. So she's, she's incredible. And yeah, that's really awesome. exciting. Yeah. And this album, like, I feel like we, like we really like put so much energy into it and so many incredible talented musicians played on it and it's just like it's just really gonna like blow anything anything else that she's got out there in the uh, you know recorded it's just gonna it's like a, a huge huge leap in in quality of, of production mm -hmm. and music and songwriting you know and i just think it's yeah it's, people are gonna love it it's gonna bring a lot of healing you know there's a lot of really bring cool powerful songs you know there's a really really powerful song like uh empowering empowering women who've been who've been abused on there and i think that's a like a you know one of the things that that's that's we're going through right now that's uh, one of yeah. the one of the constructs of the system that we're living in that's being like yeah. you know fully revealed and and people are focusing on now which is which is incredible you know it's it's like the first the first step towards an actual change people are just you know right now people are, re are realizing like the true nature of of all the patriarchal elements in our society that is just that have just been so wrong and so fucked up for for so long and yeah you know and people are just getting so angry about it you know now and and there's a lot of like turmoil and a lot of anger and that's really kind of the first step towards healing right it's like you, mm -hmm. you know awareness gonna, yeah awareness and that brings anger and then once that yeah. anger subsides then like uh you know then then some compassion can come in and and sure. like and and healing and and yeah change you know and change and really yeah. positive change yeah oh my gosh i'm so thankful for your time brother it's yeah me too honestly thank you so great and anytime you want to have a tibetan bowl session you just let me know your right, wife i'm gonna hit your you wife up. can I'm, set me up yeah like, i'm gonna hit you up and like yeah and maybe maybe too we can just kind of like it'd be cool to you know learn some of the learn yeah. some of the um you know the information behind it too oh for sure yeah it'll I'd change your perspective which i think like this time watching you know like you said this incubation time of having three months to be still and be creative and have a break is like to see what's going to come out of that like on a global scale for lots of artists is to me really exciting because i think we all needed a pause you know a big big yeah. pause. so it'll be fascinating to see what's going to come out of that yeah you know people have to be people are forced to uh, to uh are being forced to be adaptable and i think like you, you know like a lot of a lot of times people get stuck especially as we get older in like this mentality i was talking to a friend about it last last night you know it's like there there are certain certain people that i know that really like just thrive and i think the thing that the common you know thread you know, maybe mm -hmm. the golden thread no, golden thread. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. That, that that like that that 
that I see in all of them is like they're they're just adaptable and they're and they don't limit themselves with uh, the idea that they can't learn like a lot of people like look at things like technology and and like mm-hmm. you know they think like like musicians for example they won't learn like the the studio technology and be able to mm-hmm. like take control of of their own you know sound because they don't they just like look at you know they look at recording as like this you know uncharted territory and like that's that guy knows how to do it and I'll just let him do it and like I can't right. even fathom you know or like or like something like um you know in meditation like somebody comes to you and they and they mm-hmm. and they you know get this healing session and they're like wow that that felt so great like and then they go back to their lives and then they go you know they start feeling junk again and they're like okay i gotta go back to i gotta go back to marnie because you know i need that feeling again when they don't realize that they have that they have the power to yes heal themselves they have the power to do exactly what you do for for themselves exactly. well not exactly because we all have their own energy but they have the, the power to to bring that healing to themselves and others but they just feel like you know like Marnie has that special gift and which Mm -hmm. you do and I'm not trying to take take away from that or people look at me and they say oh you know Mike Mike has that special gift and you know but but I believe that we all have that capacity anybody has the capacity to do what I what I do it's about it's more about doing the work to tap into it and like Mm -hmm. I think you'll you'd agree that you know you you have the the power of healing that you that you have is it's yeah. not something that you just just had and you could just do it one day it's right. like you did you you were interested and and drawn to it so you did the work and i'm right. sure you've studied under a, a yeah. number of of different people doing similar work and and yep. just taking the time to you know once you learn a technique taking the time to really like experience it and do it over and over and over and build your your capacity for that you know mm-hmm. certain technique and your connection to it to where you could you know be where you're at now and a lot of people i think just don't even consider the possibility that they could do that as well when really i always say anybody can do anything you sure know? yeah it just takes it's, focus yeah and 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 the first step is like just throwing away that idea that like oh man i I could never do that you know and that's i think people's first reaction a lot when they see something that's incredible you know and and like for me i saw something incredible and i instead of thinking like oh man i could never do that like i've had these pivotal moments that i think of and I think like I saw somebody that really inspired me. And instead of thinking like, wow, that's amazing. Like they're so like at such a high level, a high vibration, like, right. oh man, I could never be there. Instead of thinking that I thought I'm going to do that. You know, like yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do whatever yeah. I have to do to do that because that's what I want to do. And yeah. I think like, that's what I see people that are really successful 
have. Mm-hmm. And I think that I try and I try and like, you know, get that across to, to people. It's like, if you just grasp that, that idea mm-hmm. that like, you can do it. You're, you can do I, it. I'm no more, I'm no more capable than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're no less capable than anybody else. Mm. If you see something that you want, if you see something that inspires you, that really resonates with you, do it, you know, because you'll find a way to do it that's going to be uniquely yours. And then you're going to get to that point where somebody else sees you and goes, that's like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I want to do that. And, and that's like what it's all about, inspiring people to be unique individuals. That's what's going to save the world. That's what's going to change the world. It's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like people more people going, I can't do it and getting stuck in that mentality and, and working in these meaningless jobs that really like, I mean, these jobs can be done, could be done by robots. And I think right. it's probably a, a great thing that like, you know, maybe like we're developing yeah. robot technology to like be the gas station attendant, to be the, you know, the right. banker, or to be, yeah. you know, like those bullshit jobs that don't take any creativity. Like, sure, right. let robots do them because we, we as humans have the power to, to be limitless creative beings and like we should be doing that. We shouldn't be doing those, you know, working at the McDonald's drive through you know, doing those yeah. jobs that take yeah. zero, you know, ingenuity or creativity. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, you guys, everybody out there, you have a big job to do now. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're inspiring you today to really tap into your own creative passion because you all have the ability to bring forth what your real dharma is or, you know, what your true life purpose is. And sometimes you just need that inspiration. And this talk might be your inspiring message of the day to, to really hone in on where, what you're here for, you know, your, what your incarnation is all about, what your soul really wants to do. And it is unique just to you. There is no other person like you. There's no other blueprint. There's no mistakes. The universe has created you in its complete glory. So Honestly, like it's time. It is time to step up, friends. And mm-hmm. I really want to thank you again, Mike. This has been such an awesome morning for me. And I'm very inspired thank to create you. more stuff. And of course, thank I'm you. happy to teach you anything about sound healing and, and the chakra system. That's super easy for me. But um, is there anything else you'd like to say to the community out there? Yeah, no, I think you said it, you know, yeah, it's like, it's that, that, that's, that's it, you know, you're, you're unique, you know, we're all, we're all so unique, and we all have a purpose, I, that's, that's one thing I always try to get across, that just to hammer across to people, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's something inside of you that nobody else can bring to this world, and it's so important, you know, it's so important, that's yeah. what we need, that's what we need now, you know, we need you more than ever, we're in a dire time, you know, yeah. I think we're, you know, at least in the modern history of humans, we're living in an unprecedented time where we're seeing, you know, massive, uh, you know, massive uh, bio- biological changes in the, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the human body, in the, mm-hmm. in the earth, you know, the, 
there's we're going through all of this all of these uh you know changes in the in the earth and the atmosphere and 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 you know it's it's a result of you know in a lot of ways of of our overconsumption and our and our greed as a as a species and and so we need to figure this out you know we need to figure this out i have four children you know i need i need to know that you know this world isn't gonna fall apart and turn to chaos and and uh, and it's gonna take the ingenuity of every last human on this planet to to make a change and it's also going to you know and 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 there's the great spiritual awakening that's happening because yeah. uh, you know as a reaction to all of this so you know be open to it be open to change be open to what the universe is showing you and and get ready you know and and, and do your part uh-huh. you know we're all trying to do our part and trying to make a difference and and we're all learning you know and it's, it's yeah. you know and we're all making mistakes too so don't <laughs> you know don't beat yourself up <laughs> we could go on forever you know it's like you get me talking and i start rambling so you know we better just leave we better just leave it there or else we're gonna get back into it and it's gonna be an hour later i know well (laughs) mahalo mahalo brother and thanks for being on the golden thread podcast and stay tuned guys for more episodes until then i'll see you later much love sounds good aloha aloha Aloha. malama pono